All hands lifted up unto God. Father, we lift our hands unto you this morning. In lifting our hands, we are showing our presence to you. Yes. And we say we submit ourselves and we submit our lives, our families, our businesses. Jesus. And the month of October into your hands. Yes, Lord. May you finish the month of September with us. Yes, Lord. And take us through every day of the month of October. Jesus. Let your presence go with us. Yes, Lord. Let your grace go with us. Jesus. Let your glory be our portion. Jesus. May you visit us Amen. and turn our story yes, around Amen. for good and for glory. Jesus. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Everybody say a big amen. Amen. Kindly take your seat and get out of the Bible and say, This is my Bible. Let me see your Bibles. Now, every time, oh, I can't see your Bibles. What a shock. Now, in this church, we believe in coming to church with the Bible, not with the food. The Bible didn't say this phone of the Bible or this tablet or the. Or this divide. They said this book of the law. Amen. Amen. So everybody bring a, a Bible. And secondly, you must also have a notebook. So if you want to grow as a Christian, please, this is very important. A Bible, a notebook all the time. You read your Bible, write whatever you study from it. Number three, you must always have a good Christian book you are reading. Amen. Okay, so this is my Bible. It contains the word of God. I am what he says I am. I can do what he says I can do. I'm about to receive the rich unfailing and grafted word of God, which is able to save my soul and give me an inheritance. My life is blessed and highly favored in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Hallelujah. Kumi, I gave you what to do. Are you doing it? Do what I told you to do. Hallelujah. Today, I'm still continuing my teachings on the presence of God. And I'm talking about the workings of the presence. Some say the workings of the presence of God. Now, when somebody is present, he does some work. He does things. Now, he will either do you good or bad depending on how you treat him or her. A knife can be used in cooking, but it can also be used in stabbing. You can have a gun to hunt for game, so that you can get some meat to eat and the gun can also not use appropriately kill you. Now the presence of God basically is there to help us. But when we misappropriate the presence of God and we don't know how to handle the presence of God, it can also hurt us. In Exodus 33, we read the fact that 
Moses said, I need the presence of God. In Exodus 33, verse number 15 to 17, Moses said, if your presence does not go with us, then don't bring us up from here. How will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So when God's presence is with you, it, it's an indication that you have found grace with God. May you find grace with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And then verse 14 says, God said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. So the presence of God with you gives you rest. As we move into a new month, may the presence of God go with you. And may God give you rest. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said, may God give you rest. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Can I have an amen? Now, the presence of God is located can be located in a place or on a person. Is that right? So, even though we know God is omnipresence, he's everywhere, you will not find his manifest presence everywhere. You don't find God's manifest presence at the discotheques. You don't find them at the pubs. You don't find them at the sports stadium. But you'll find God's manifest presence during church services or churches and certain locations. Is that right? And then God's manifest presence also is upon certain people that he has anointed. Like Jesus said in Luke chapter 4 verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach the gospel. That means that I have been endued with the presence of God to do something. Amen. Amen. You know, in Acts chapter 2, um, in, in Acts chapter 1, it says that the Lord told the, uh, the disciples they shouldn't leave Jerusalem until they have been endued with power. Eh? Yeah, Acts chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, it says that, and the Bible says that, and being assembled together, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. And the promise of the Father was the presence of God, the anointing. Can I have an amen? amen? The Holy Spirit. So the point I'm making is that now they waited and in Acts chapter 2 verse uh, 4 you find out that while they were waiting the Bible says that the Holy Spirit came as a mighty righteous wind and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So the Holy Spirit came upon them and settled upon every one of them. So it means that these disciples were no more ordinary. Amen. They were what? No more what? Ordinary. So it means that somebody who is anointed and somebody with the presence of God is not ordinary. In fact, when you take even the traditionalists and you see a traditional priest, the traditional priest is not ordinary and so he's not treated ordinary. When you talk, you take the wulomo or what the, I don't know how they call them. Is it mo or me? Whichever. Is it mo? Me. me. Okay, the wulome is, you know, the wulome carries as the presence of a certain deity they worship. 
Are you getting me? Uh-huh. And when you joke with them, the deity can fight you or do something with you. And that deity also helps them. So when you go and consult with the Wulome, depending on how you relate with them, their spirit can help you or their spirit can hurt you. Depending on also your kind of spirit you have. And when you are also anointed by the spirit, somebody is also anointed by the spirit of God, depending on how you relate with him, the spirit that is upon him by the spirit of God can help you or can hurt you. Are you understand what I'm teaching you? Yeah, don't joke around. You see, people are afraid of the wulome and other fetish when they say, this is a priest of Akonode. Hey! Antoine Yama. Hey! Lakpa. Hey! But they are not afraid of the priest of God. They cannot, you cannot go and where the shrine is, go and misbehave around the shrine. They have a lot of reverence for their shrine. But people think that they can get to church and do anything in the house of God or in front of the church of God and say anything inside the church. And God will not hear. If the fetish shrine, when you go there, you hear or you do some things and you believe that the spirit there can hear and feel something and do something to you, then you must know that God, who neither sleeps nor slumber, and sees everything, and people die, people live and die, and is still around, knows everything that you are doing. And so your respect, you see, I'm trying to let you know that you must have great respect and great regard for God. <laughs> Amen. And so, now, I noticed something about, when you read the Bible carefully, you find out that any time that Israel related well with God, they won battles. They never lost a battle. But when they disrespected God, they, had, they got into trouble. And for God to show his presence to them, he came through, his presence was manifested through the Ark of the Covenants. Someone said the Ark of the Covenants. Just like, let's say, we'll say that traditionally, the Ashantis have their soul within the golden stool. So they respect and honor the golden stool. You don't joke around the golden stool. Now, almost every township also have a, a king, and then they have a stool. So the stool becomes an embodiment of the soul of the, of the township. So also for the, for the Israelis who were God believers, the presence of God was manifested in the Ark of the Covenant. And depending on how people related to the Ark of the Covenant, they were either blessed or they were either cursed. Are you here with me? Okay. So I'm teaching, you see, we are learning about the presence of God. So it's important to know everything. Somebody can be smiling, but it also can be very dangerous. Somebody can be helping you, but if you touch him the wrong place, he can be here. Uh, if, you, if you live with dogs, 
Eh, the dogs can be very nice. But the day you do something wrong, they can eat you up, depending on the type of dog. Hallelujah. Okay. So we are going to look at certain strange happenings in the presence of God. Certain things are happening. Now, number one, the presence of God brings death to all the mockers of God's presence. Those who mock the presence of God, they, they, they can die. They can die. They, you do not joke. You know, the Bible says that there are, even when it comes to the Holy Communion, eh, it says some have fallen sick and died because they didn't discern the body. That means that they didn't relate with the body of Christ properly. They didn't act appropriately. Now, are you here with me? First of all, relationship, those who try to mock even men of God. In Acts chapter 5, verse 1 down to I think verse 3 or so, we see a certain man, Ananias and Sapphira, they, they sold a possession. At that time, they were to, you know, they were selling their stuff and bringing it together. And this family kept back their portion, a portion of their money and they took only a, a certain part and put it at the apostles' feet. And then when they went to Peter, Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? You see, the tradition at that time was that the believers would gather whatever money, whatever they had, take the apostles' feet, they all share. It was up to them to declare that, look, we bought this land for 100 cities, but we are paying you, we, are, we want to give 30 cities. That's okay, that's your decision. But they went and lied. And they thought that they were just talking to an ordinary person, but they had forgotten the fact that the Holy Spirit had descended upon Peter in the day of Pentecost. So Peter had the presence of God. So in in relating to Peter, eh, he was not dealing with flesh and blood of Peter, but was relating to the God of Peter, the presence of God around Peter. And so that's why I say that, why is it that you have allowed the Holy I mean, the Satan to fill your heart, to lie to the Holy Spirit? So it was not Peter he was lying to, it was the Holy Spirit was lying to. Are you here with me? And then what happened? Verse 4 and 5. The Bible says that when you read the verse 5, the Bible says that Ananias, hearing the word, fell down and breathed his last. He died. The wife also came later. And the wife was asked, How much did you sell that thing for? Verse 6 and 7. The young man, when he died, they took him away, wrapped him up, and went and buried him. Then the wife also came. Three hours later, the wife came not knowing what had happened. And then the wife was asked this question. Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. He said, yes, so much. Uh-huh. And he said, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of your husband, eh, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. And then she also died. They, 
she immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and, and found her dead and carried her out, buried her by her husband. So you see, the point I'm making is that you do not joke with the presence of God. Are you here with me? You see, today I've come to find out that many Christians don't fear God. And so you, see, you find Christians today, something, something, a few years, he's dead, he's dead. And people say, oh, why? Oh, how? Oh, oh, oh. They don't fear God. And they think they can just do anything. And they go by. It doesn't happen that way. If you are afraid to go and lie to a fetish priest or priestess, then you should be afraid to lie to your fellow Christian and lie to an anointed person. Because the anointing can help you and the anointing can kill you. One day, a certain young couple went to, I mean, prospective couple, they went to see a man of God to want to marry the lady was older than the guy. And then they decided that they would swap their ages. And so they went and told the man of God, and I said, how old are you? Say, I'm so, so, so. Then, then the woman's old age was right. There's nothing wrong if you, the, man is, or your, the woman is older. So long as you understand each other and the, 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 the lady doesn't take the boy, the, the gentleman as junior brother. <laughs> or my son. This is my son. And this is my big sister. Yeah, he's your big sister, but the marriage that's your, your, your wife. So there shouldn't be a, it shouldn't be a problem. Are you getting me? Uh -huh. It shouldn't be a problem at all. But they, they lied. And then the man of God. See, God speaks to men of God. Sometimes they don't just want to embarrass you. So who say, he said, was not my spirit with you? He told them, when at this place you change your ages and you say this and that and that, you have spoiled the whole thing. You see, when you lie, you, are, you don't become trustworthy. You don't become, and you are also a very dangerous person. You must be afraid of anybody. Anybody who lies to you can kill you and destroy you. Yeah. When you see, if you're a lady and you find out that a man has been lying to you, don't marry the man. It's true. Never, never marry, never relate to a liar. Yeah. A liar is a very dangerous person. And when you lie, you open yourself up for demons to enter into you. I prefer for you to speak the truth, no matter what you have done. What can you do to a person who has spoken the truth? You may, all you can do is just to be angry for a season. Why did you do this? Is that not it? But you are trustworthy than to lie. Some children can lie and their parents believe them and their parents will support them only later to find out that my child was lying. And if there's a consequence, they both enjoy it. Now let's look at the second one regarding a place. So, tell your friend, relate well to the anointing. Now, in 1 Samuel chapter 5, verse 1 to 7 and 11 to 12, because of time, I'm not going to read it, but I'm just going to tell you what happened. Now, the Philistines, 
at the point in the history of Israel, they took the ark of the Lord and then they brought it onto Ashdod. Is that right? And they, they brought it in the presence of their god Dagon. And when they brought it in front, in front of their, their, their house of their, 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 their god Dagon, the, the following day, Dagon had fallen. They lifted Dagon up. And the next time, the following day, they went again. This time, Dagon's head had been cut off. And his hands had been severed. Which means that every knee will have to bow to the presence of God. May anything standing against you, every idol, every power, bow to the power of God in the name of Jesus. Can I have an amen? Yeah, it bowed. And so, God visited them with emeralds. Emeralds is an old word for hemorrhoids. It comes from uh, a, a French origin, hemorrhoids. And when they saw how God was dealing with them, they asked that now the ark should be taken away. So, David sent for the ark to be taken away. Are you here with me? Yeah. And when he sent for the ark to be taken away, now the first mistake that people did was that they, in taking the ark of the covenant and placing it before they are God, they were mocking God. So, God punished them. Are you here with me? Yeah. The Ark of the Covenant represents the presence of God. So, when they brought the God the, or the idol before their God, God was not happy with them and God punished them with various diseases. So, you must be careful that you do not make a mockery of the presence of God. Hello? Yeah, don't make a mockery of the presence of God. Now, the second thing is that when the people of Israel came for the... Uh, in, in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 1 to 9, David asked that they should come for the Ark of the Covenants. And so, David gathered men so that they will go for the Ark of the Covenant. Now, the Ark of the Covenant earlier on, okay, let me read it so that you can get a better understanding of what I'm teaching. Bible says that David gathered all the choice men of Israel, 30,000, and arose and went with all the people who were with him from Baal, Judah, to bring up from there the Ark of God whose name is called by the name, the Lord of hosts. Lord of hosts means God of the battles, who dwells between the cherubim. And so they set the ark of God, watch it, they set the ark of God on a new cart. Today I want you to understand this scripture carefully. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on a hill, and Uzzah and Ahio, somebody say Uzzah. Uzzah. Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drove the new cart. Hmm. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on a hill, accompanying the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark. 
Then David and all the house of Israel played music before the Lord on all kinds of instruments, of fair wood, on harps and string instruments, on tambourines, and on sistrums and on cymbals. And when they came to the Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah and struck him there for his error. Struck him there, so underline for his error. Somebody say his error. And he died there by the ark of God. And when it happened, David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah, and he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah to this day. Now the question comes up, how come that the ark of God was going, and as the ark stumbled, the, this man who was trying to support the thing from falling died? Did he do something good or he did something bad? It, it, it sounds good. Is that not it? Yeah. There are times that when you are close to the presence, of, you will think you are doing something good. But the Bible called it an error. Go to the verse 7. The reason why he died was he said, the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah and God struck him there for his error. So he said for his error. Now I'm going to explain to you why the man died for his error. There are lines we don't cross. There are things we don't do. Amen? Now, why did God punish him? Number one, God had given Moses and Aaron specific instructions about the tabernacle, that's the tent of the meeting, and the movement of the ark of the covenant. Now the people of Israel were a kind of a nomadic people. They were, always, they were moving to the promised land. Is that right? And they had the Ark of the Covenant which represented the presence of God. Good. And God had given a prior instruction as to how the Ark must be carried. Must be transported. Is somebody here with me? And you can find that in Numbers chapter 4 verse 15. How was it to be carried? Numbers chapter 4, verse 15. So that you can get it better. Numbers chapter 4. Look, do it New Living Translation so that it will be a little. The camp will be ready to move when Aaron and his sons have finished covering the sanctuary and the sacred article. The Kohathites will come and carry these things to the next destination. But they must not touch the sacred objects or they will die. So these are the things from the tabernacle that the Kohathites must what? Carry. That's the Levites. So they were not, even though they were supposed to be uh, uh, ensuring that their things are carried, they are not to what? Touch. Amen? Yeah. There are things you don't touch. So no matter the Kohathites are to carry those things that are in the tent of the meeting. Now no matter how innocent it was done, the touching the ark was in direct violation of God's law and resulted in death. Are you following me? Yes. Yeah. Why was it so? It was a means of preserving a sense of God's holiness 
and the fear of drawing near to him without appropriate preparation. That means that what was showing was that before you come before God's presence, you must what? Have the right preparation. When we're going to SU, every time we go for SU, we confess our sins. When you are going to in the presence of somebody, you must make sure that the right thing is that you cannot go before or two for said to two anyhow. There's a protocol. If you don't observe the protocol, you are in trouble. So in entering the presence of God also, or in dealing with the presence of God, you can't do just anything. So number one, he was not supposed to touch. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's why the Bible says that the Holy Communion, people die and people fall sick because they did not design the body. They didn't do things right. Now, David just took people to go and collect the ark. Is that right? And that was, uh, rather than allowing the Levites, who are the legitimate people, to carry the ark, he just got some people. He was just excited that, hey, the Philistines have released the ark. Let's go for the ark. And so, people who are not qualified. So, not everybody is qualified to do some things in the house of God. Are you following me? It is the choice of God. That's why when you go to certain churches, you will see that there is actually a barrier, a barricade, where the priests are, the clergy is, and where the laity sits. So, the laity doesn't, they don't cross a certain line. When you're even going for communion, you kneel before the rail. You don't go beyond the rail because you are not qualified to go there. So it means that there are things that you are not qualified to talk about. There are things that you are not qualified just to do. You are going to put yourself in trouble. Am I teaching you something here? Yeah. God is there to help us, but if you don't do the right things, you are going to get into trouble. Am I teaching you something here? Okay. Now, the mistake was that the ark was supposed to... Can somebody get me a picture of the ark of the covenant, if there's any? You know, the ark of the covenant is a box. And it was supposed to be carried on the shoulders of the Levites. Now, the... They don't carry the thing directly on their shoulder, but it had some staves, some sticks that go on the lower part and it is carried there. Is that right? So they carry it, the thing based on the thing. So somebody just get me. Somebody bring a chair. Bring me a chair quickly. Yeah. So if that's the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, come, Aboji. Come. You know. Come, come. Let me get some two people, two or three people quickly, quickly. Bring, carry it, carry it, yes. Yeah. Now, let me have another pair. Come, come, join them. So, these are the stakes. This, if this is the Ark of the Covenant, eh, they hold the Ark of the Covenant. Aha, uh -huh, very good, thank you. That's it. God bless you. Show it up. Come up a little. Come up a little. They carry the thing with what? The stakes. They carry it here and here. So you don't touch it. Thank you. The mother is a teacher, so she's telling me that I have forgotten my teaching practice something. I should remember. Okay. So, yes. So you, they carry it on their shoulders, just like the other. So these sticks here are supposed to be carried, so they don't touch the thing themselves. 
So the anointing is carried on the shoulders of the Levites. Not on the not on a new cut. So they manufactured a new cut. So the anointing is not to be carried by just anybody. The presence of God is not you see them, you see the way they are carrying it. God bless you, whoever is helping us there. God bless you. Your work is finished. We can see it. <laughs> they have helped you out there. So you do you see how they are they are dressed? White. They look even they are dressing. So it means that those who carry the presence of God, even their dressing is different. Have you realized that the woman their dressing is different? Yeah. Eh? All the fetish priests and too, they don't do, have you seen the fetish priests who are going to kill the hair? They don't kill the hair. I'm not saying killing of hair is bad. I'm only trying to let you know that there's a prescribed way of dressing depending on every idol or wherever they are worshipping. So when it comes to Jehovah and you are serving him, you can't dress anyhow. And you can't do things. It's amazing. It's amazing. Okay, I, I, you, there are things you, you, can't, you can't do. In fact, when you read the scripture carefully, it says that a, 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 a priest, there are some characteristics of priests. A priest is not supposed to get close to dead bodies. A priest is not supposed to ha have boils. Boils is talking about unforgiving sin. Are you getting me? A, a, a priest is not supposed to be somebody who, whose testis is broken. And, uh, yeah, uh, uh, who has no testis or the testis has, uh, uh, has a 40 testis. And that is talking about reproduction. That means that as a believer, you must be very reproductive. Then it's talking also about the fact that, you know, if you are not supposed to, uh, 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 when it says that a priest should not have boils, but a boil is due to what? An unhealed wound. Sometimes you shave or something and then you cut, whatever. Then you see some bumps all, all, all coming. So a priest is not supposed to be having that. That means the priest should not be having what? Unhealed. So it means that to minister, you must be somebody that you are always very forgiving, else it will affect the anointing. Yeah. And that is why bitter people, when you see church people, when people are angry in church, are bitter, they poison people. Have you seen that? No, no, no. no. If you want to see a bitter, get to know a bitter person, all the diagnosis is just listen to the person. Yeah. The way the person talks, you can just see that this person is bitter. And it should, it should tell you that you don't have to get close to the person. Yeah. Are you learning something here? Yeah. Okay. Now, Failing to hold the thing by the pole, but doing otherwise, putting it on the cart, meant that they, had, they were not revering God's word. Is that right? They were not respecting God's word. And number two, it meant that they were having an independent attitude that bordered on rebellion. God says, carry the thing on the shoulders of the priest. You say we'll put it on a new cut. We'll have a new way of doing church. We'll have a new way of doing something. Number three, it also indicated that they were working in disobedience. So in doing that, God was angry. Now, Uzzah tried to hold the thing and he fell dead. Why did he fall dead? Because the ark of the covenant was in his father's house. Eh? Abinadab. It was there at that time before David went for it. So it means that he had become familiar 
with the presence. And when you become familiar with the presence, you will not respect what you are supposed to be doing. So he was happy pulling the thing like a cat, you know, or a cheat track, or a cheat track, or a cheat track. The presence of God is not supposed to be carried by cats. It's not supposed to be pulled by animals. It's supposed to be on the shoulders of anointed men and women, anointed people. Yeah, anointed. Are you following me? Yeah. And so in doing that, he became familiar. And sometimes when you are close to an anointed, you see, when you are close to the anointing, you, become, you can become familiar with it. When you become, when you see somebody who is always an anointed person, who doesn't seem to have a chip on his shoulder and always available, and he, after service, he's talking to you and standing there. You see him as ordinary. He's not ordinary. So all along, as you are looking at the Ark of the Covenant, eh, because of the proximity and the prompt availability of the Ark of the Covenant to Uzzah, he, he mistook the power of God in the Ark of the Covenant and what he was not supposed to do. That God had instructed that you are not to touch it, you are not to look inside, he touched it, and that was why. And the Bible said, Touch not my anointed. So, what is it? The ark was falling, and he tried to balance it. Eh? People try to balance. I want to balance the man of God. What, what is going on? I don't know. I want to balance it. I, I want to, you, you want to balance. You can't balance the presence of God. He was trying to balance the presence of God. And in trying to balance the presence of God, he got himself into trouble. Are you learning something here? Yeah. So it means that there are things we don't do. It's like getting up and speaking against your father. We, we, you, are, you are not the one to correct your father. You are not the one to, to, be, to be instructing your father. We don't wash our faces upwards. Maybe, yes, your father you can probably do it. Your father may not be a priest or whatever. But when it comes to the things of God... There are lines you do not cross. Else you will expose yourself unto something deadly. Are you here with me? Yeah. I read the material and the author said that some wives have even died by trying to, trying to balance their, their, their husbands who are men of God. Yes. Some wives oppose. Some wives oppose. Do you know that John Wesley's wife Oppose John Wesley when the man will be praying, who come and pull the head every time, accusing John Wesley. Why are you praying for the people? Why are you laying hands? Why are you writing letters to church people? Whatever, accusing, 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 accusing. At a point, they had to separate. There are the times that the woman even died. John Wesley even didn't know. I think they buried her before she even got to know. Yes. Don't stand in the way of the anointing. Don't also become a stumbling block that because of you, somebody will fall. So because of you, you make bad statements about the anointing, but about the anointed one and his anointing. Are you here with me? You say this, you say this, you say this, you say you are running your mouth, you are running your mouth. Hey, hey, the thing that is going on, I don't understand. And this and that. Look at them, monkey the world, babbing the chop. Something will affect your children. One day, somebody got pregnant and didn't tell us. Are you here with me? Yeah. 
Listen, you are a human being. I am aware that many Christians have been having sex, including you. Outside of marriage. Oh, I'm aware. It's, it's, only, it's only a novice who doesn't think, who doesn't know these things. Because you have passion. Young people, their drive is there. Do some quick, quick key at some corner. You have been doing it. Only the only thing that maybe people don't see it. But God sees it. And sometimes there's a fruit that shows. The fruit of pregnancy. Is that right? And maybe you really wanted to marry or whatever, or maybe out of that you were forced to marry. But the point I'm making is that don't deceive people with it. Tell the truth. Especially going to marry. So look, I am pregnant. What can you do? Sometimes, even when we know about it, it will help us to be able to know how to do it and help you, you know, than to hide the thing. So this person tried to deceive me. We mentioned that they came and said they want to marry. No, no, the girl was pregnant, but the time the baby came out, eh, the hand had twisted in some way. I'm telling you. Yes. You lie to the presence. You lie to the anointing. You try to deceive us. And we thought everything was okay. And we tried to do And don't be, don't, see, don't be deceived and think that, oh, somebody did it and the baby, everything was okay. So you, when you do yours, because everybody and the things that are chasing you. Am I sharing something with you? So there's nothing wrong. Yeah, one day, Young couple came to me, they are yet to marry. And the guy was a, a, a cell leader. He said, look, I have, I have impregnated my beloved. Whatever you want to do to me, do to me. I was, uh, I was even crying. So I, I sat them down, I talked to them, I prayed with them, whatever, I took them through counseling, and I blessed their marriage. And their marriage has been one of the most anointed, I felt the presence of God because they spoke the truth. Yeah, they spoke the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not out of way, but I'm out of time. So I have to end. Amen? Just make sure that you are honoring the anointing. Amen? You see, you can see your father, and you can easily, because you see your father all the time, you can, your father is a big man, he's a great man. When he goes out, the people say, yes, sir, yes, sir. So, when he calls you, you just, you disrespect him. When somebody is available to you all the time, he's anointed. Eh? Don't gloss over him. When people are talking evil about him, don't, don't joke with the anointing. Don't joke with the anointed person. If you are afraid, if you are afraid to talk about wulome and the fetish and things, you should be afraid to fight the anointed of the Lord. Don't say. And the anointing of the Lord, God has anointed them for you. So let the anointing be a blessing to you and not, do not allow yourself to be hurt by the anointing. I'll continue by the grace of God another time. <laughs> At least you have understood today why the gentleman died. Is that not it? Yeah. May the, may the anointing help you. May we stand to our feet and say, Lord, let your presence help me. Help me to reverence your presence. 
Help me to honor your presence. Help me to honor your presence. And help me to honor your anointed ones. And help me to honor your anointed ones. ones. Help me not to try to balance. Help me not, not to try, try to, to balance. balance your presence. Your, your presence. By trying to be the one to correct. By trying to be the one to correct. And harass. And harass your servants. Your servant. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Next time we are going to find out that the, the presence of God brings prosperity. So that's what we're going to be treating us. Amen. Yeah. When, when you respect the anointing, the presence, the same presence that killed Uzzah, when the Ark of the Covenant was taken to the house of Obedidom in 2 Samuel chapter 6, the presence of God was helping them. May the presence of God bring you money. Amen. Bring you good health. Amen. Let you walk in favor. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. May the presence of God help you to marry. Amen. May the presence of God let you have children. Amen. May the presence of God let you have new businesses. Amen. May the presence of God let your heavens be open. Amen. May the presence of God fight for you. Yes, May your enemies bow before you. Amen. Because God is with you. Yes, I would say, if God be for you, who can be against you? Amen. May the presence of God release new contracts Amen. to you. Amen. Receive new contracts. Receive, Receive new contracts. Receive In Jesus' precious Amen. name. Somebody say a big Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are in church today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to raise your right hand so I can pray with you. You say, Lord, pa Pastor, pray with me. I want my name to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I want to be made a new creation. Raise, lift your right hand so that I can pray with you. Anybody here? You want to give your light to Jesus? Don't feel shy. Okay, let's lift, all lift our hands and pray. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. I come to you just as I am. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. In a way, in a way that I have not shown, have not shown adequate, reverence adequate reverence for your presence. For your presence. Forgive me. Forgive me. In the secret sins, in the secret sins I've been committing. I've been committing. In the wicked things, in the wicked things I've been doing. I've been doing in secret. In secret. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And cleanse me. And cleanse me. From all unrighteousness. From all unrighteousness. Today. Today. From, from today. From today. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. To respect your presence. To respect your presence. Honor your presence. Honor your presence. And to honor your servants. And to honor your servants. That you have given to me. That you have given to me. I prophesy. I prophesy. Into the month of October. Into the month of October. Uncommon blessings. Uncommon blessings. Uncommon grace. Uncommon grace. Mighty provision. Mighty provision. Of the Holy Spirit. Of the Holy Spirit. Over my life. Over my life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.